I'm Aubrey Henderson. I'm a recovering people pleaser turned self-worth coach, here to help you befriend your inner critic, break up with people pleasing, and reconnect with your desire. Every week, I share my answers to your questions, live coaching sessions, interviews, and more to help you reconnect with your self-worth. Have you ever felt stuck in your life and just needed a really fucking good pep talk? Well, babe, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Ask Aubrey. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, babes. Welcome to this week's episode. I want to talk about something today um, in sort of a little mini episode, something kind of bite-sized for you, but something that comes up all the time. This is something I feel like I am coaching on constantly. And maybe that's because I, you know, it's definitely because I coach in the area of self-worth. I coach a lot of folks who struggle with people-pleasing, with boundaries and communication. Um, but I this has particularly come up for me in the last month or so because, as some of you might know, I um, ran my first ever group coaching pilot um, over this last month. I worked with a group of seven amazing people who all um, self-identified as people pleasers in some way. And, you know, we worked together over the course of a few weeks on sort of reflecting and, you know, building skills and changing mindsets around people pleasing. And, you know, sort of the way that that shows up, um, the way that we kind of reinforce this with our behaviors, our beliefs about ourselves, and, you know, the ways that we can begin to change those things and build healthier habits, healthier patterns, all that good stuff. And in this group, we talked about, obviously, boundaries and the importance of boundaries when you're a people pleaser and when that's something that you're sort of looking to move away from. And, you know, a big piece of that is understanding the beliefs that keep us from setting boundaries and the things that kind of hold us back from that, right? And as we were talking about that and as, you know, these clients were kind of talking about the reasons why it's hard for them to set boundaries, there is this idea that setting boundaries is not nice, right? This kind of belief that that setting boundaries or being assertive with others is somehow not a nice thing to do. And this is, you know, this is something that is familiar for me. It's a belief that I have held about myself. It was, was a belief that held me back for years and years from setting boundaries or from from being sort of more assertive in how I communicated with others, this, this idea of not being nice. Um, but it's also something that as I, as I talk to my clients about their views about themselves, as I talk to my clients about, you know, the type of person that they want to be or the parts of themselves that feel important or that they feel proud of, I have a lot of clients who, especially early in our work together, will self-identify as nice or who will say, you know, I, I still want to be a person who's nice. And this comes up a lot around people pleasing, right? Because when when people come into coaching with me, there sometimes is resistance to this idea that, you know, I'm going to help you to break up with people pleasing. I'm going to help you kind of shed that and leave that mindset behind and move into a different way of being. And sometimes people are like, oh, no, 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 like I'm not I'm not ready to like move away from it completely or you know, no, I, I don't know if I if I fully want to give this up. I still want to be a nice person. I still want to be nice. I still want to be nice to others. And it's always this idea of being nice. 
And what that moves me toward with clients and the second, you know, the, the place I always go after a client says to me something around wanting to be nice, the first place I go is to understand whether they are talking about being nice or being kind. And I'm going to talk about today what kind of the distinction is between those two as I see it. Because often what clients, what I find clients are really wanting to hold on to, the part of being a people pleaser or being someone who struggles with self-worth or being someone who has a hard time setting boundaries in relationships or, you know, is working through codependency or things like that. We want to maintain our sense of kindness. We want to still be kind to others, which is also, by the way, something I would never want one of my clients to stop doing. I think kindness is key and that's part of why I love doing this work with this particular type of client is because the idea of kindness is so important and caring for others and, you know, nurturing and and compassion and all of that. But when we talk about it in terms of, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to do something that's not nice by setting a boundary or I don't, you know, want to make somebody upset. I think we're not actually talking about the same thing. And sometimes we can use those terms interchangeably. And I think it's important that we don't. And so let's talk about that. I think, you know, oftentimes people will say, and let's use the example, let's let's roll with this example of setting boundaries, not being nice. So I'm worried, uh, you know, that if I set boundaries, people will think I'm not nice. Or I'm worried that it's not nice to set a boundary with someone that I care about. When we talk about being nice, what that actually is referring to is really being somebody who makes other people comfortable, who is pleasing to others, somebody who is, I mean, I think about this as like somebody who's nice is polite, is compliant, is, you know, somebody that other people feel like it's easy to be around, right? It's this, it's, yeah, it's this sense of of ease for other people. And so when we talk about, you know, setting boundaries isn't nice, That can be true. That can be absolutely true. And so, you know, somebody will say, like, setting boundaries isn't nice. And I'll push back on that idea because I think what they actually mean is kind. But that's why I think the differentiation is important is because I actually don't think setting boundaries is, is, quote, nice. I don't think that communicating and being assertive and showing up as your whole, full, complete self is nice a lot of the time. It's something that's going to make people uncomfortable, which is also what we're afraid of, right? That's not to diminish like, yeah, it's not nice and that's fine and you'll get over it. I think that can still be really scary and really challenging because the reason that we want to be nice, the reason that it's important to us to, you know, avoid things that other people experience as being not nice is because of fear. The motivator for being nice is fear, right? It's we want to show up a certain way to receive approval from other people. Somebody who's nice, and this is especially true, it's it's really gendered the way that this shows up. So it's especially true for women, although that's not to say that anyone who's not a woman can't experience this as well. But it's especially true for women and how we're socialized is that being nice is how you seek approval. You want to be a nice girl. You want people to, you know, view you as somebody who's going to make sure everyone else is taken care of, right? And so it's the idea of wanting to stay in that space, of wanting to be perceived as nice, 
is rooted in fear of what it means to be perceived as not nice, right? And so when we when we are chasing this idea of being nice, when we're doing things because we want others to experience us as being nice, we are operating from a place of fear. And what I propose instead, and again, what I think people are often talking about when we're attached to this idea of being nice, consciously and subconsciously, there's a whole lot that we're probably attached to and approval from others. And that's a coping mechanism, right? That's survival. That there's not anything inherently wrong with the idea that, you know, we would like others to approve of us generally. We would like others to, you know, feel positive things towards us. And, you know, that that's comfort. And it makes sense that we're looking for that. But I think when somebody says overtly to me, I want to be a nice person, what they're trying to communicate to me in that moment is not like, I want others to approve of me. I want to sort of be polite and you know, docile and, you know, do whatever other people want to make their lives easier. What people are actually trying to say is that they want to be kind and that they want to be compassionate, that they want to care about the feelings of other people, that they want to be not mean, that they want to be not shitty to other people. And so, and that's important. I mean, I think that's important to a lot of folks, even if you don't identify as a people pleaser, even if you don't you know, feel like you're somebody who struggles with self-worth at all or self-acceptance or self-love or self-confidence or any of those things, I think many of us would like to be kind. And I think the other dimension to that is that kindness is not simply about, like, can I make other people feel good? Can I, you know, nurture others and care for others and be sweet to others and make people smile and, you know, perform random acts of kindness or whatever? I think that's one part of it. But I think another dimension to kindness that is really important is this piece of being direct in communicating what we need as an act of kindness and generosity and compassion to another person. It's, you know, kindness is inclusive of things like justice and mercy, right? Things that are not necessarily easy things, are not just let me say a a nice thing to you or pay you a compliment, but that are like, we are going to work through the hard shit and the hard emotions to get through to the outcome where everyone feels valued. That's what kindness is. And so when we talk about a situation like boundary setting, the nice thing to do is probably to not set boundaries, right? The quote, nice thing to do would be, you know, to maintain the status quo, to keep everybody comfortable, to know that, you know, if we set a boundary, that other person in the relationship is probably going to be uncomfortable. So let me just not do it. Like, fuck it. Let's not do it. It's easier to not. They'll be more comfortable with me. I'll appear easygoing and low maintenance and chill. And I'll be the nice girl and it'll be fine. That's the nice approach, right? But the kind approach is to stop and reflect and say, there is a boundary for me that is being violated. And I'm building resentment. It's harmful to me in some way. To whatever extent, I'm noticing it and I'm aware of it. And there's a boundary I want to set. And, you know, I could just let this keep sliding, but I'm building resentment. And by choosing the, quote, nice route and not saying anything, not setting the boundary, not mentioning it, just letting it go, I'm actually being manipulative. I'm actually not being kind because I am getting a need met, a need for acceptance 
by not being honest with that person about how their behavior is impacting me. And sometimes people who are violating our boundaries are assholes and they're doing it on purpose. They know that they're doing it. But a lot of the time, if we are not naming our boundaries and somebody else is breaching a boundary, they might not even know that they're doing it. And I believe this happens way more than we think, that we don't name a boundary, that we don't name how somebody else's actions are making us feel. And there is a reason we don't name it. The reason that we don't name it is because we are more comfortable getting the acceptance and the love from that person that we feel that we get by not rocking the boat, by staying low maintenance, by not causing a fuss. And so we are making a choice to pretend everything is fine and not name what is difficult because that feels easier for us to get what we need. That is manipulative. And that is actually actively unkind. And I tell this to people who are who are people pleasers, who are like deep in this behavior. And this is something where people will will get upset with me or will feel really defensive. Like, no, 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 I'm like, I'm a people pleaser. I don't manipulate people. I let people walk all over me. And I actually believe that this can be a highly manipulative behavior. And so by doing the, quote, nice thing, we are actually doing an unkind thing. We are creating a situation where someone is harming us repeatedly. They may not even know that they're doing so. We are allowing resentment to build and build and build. And we are not keeping that other person in the loop. We are not being transparent with them. We are not being honest. And so the reality is that in that scenario, the kind thing to do is to reflect and say, this resentment's building for me. This is hurting me. Whatever is happening here is hurting me. I need to make sure that this other person is on the same page as me in terms of what is happening. And we need to talk together about what needs to happen moving forward. And we need to reach a resolution that we can both feel okay about. And that's scary, right? It's scary, or it can be, especially if you're somebody who avoids something like boundary setting or assertiveness or tough conversations because there's fear for you, right? There's fear of what the conflict will mean, what it will result in, you know, what what it will feel like, that you can't survive it, that your relationship won't survive it, that, you know, you're going to be perceived as being too you know, too high maintenance or too needy or whatever. But if, if, if like we said, if being, quote, nice is coming from a place of fear, being kind is the opposite. It comes from a place of immense courage. Being kind is choosing to do the thing that sometimes is harder and sometimes is really fucking scary because you know that the outcome leads to better more validating, more affirming, and safer experience for everybody involved. And it deepens intimacy. I mean, we've talked about this, right? That we think about conflict as being something that automatically generates in, you know, loss or, you know, severing relationships or pain or horrible things. And conflict can be really hard and it can be scary and it can be painful. But when you move through conflict in a healthy way and when you stay the course and when you really are willing to be vulnerable and be honest with the other person and they're doing the same, conflict actually deepens intimacy. I really believe this and I've seen this play out both for myself, for my clients, for my friends, my family across the board is that healthy conflict, conflict that's approached in a healthy way deepens intimacy. 
And so kindness is very similar. And kindness, again, can be applied across the board. It's not just, you know, how you show up in conflict. but it's, it's an approach to being in the world where you are choosing, you are making choices about your own behavior that are in service of, you know, greater human flourishing. You are making choices about your behavior that are not rooted in the, quote, nice, kind of goal area of keeping other people comfortable, keeping your kind of status as somebody who's chill and not going to rock the boat, of, you know, keeping yourself in good standing with people, even if it means totally kind of betraying your own needs and what's important to you and not speaking up when something is bothering you. It's not choosing that. It's choosing the brave thing, which is to name the thing, right? And to you know, be willing to push through some of that discomfort if it means that in the end, more people's needs are being met, including your own. And so that's, I mean, that's really it, y'all. That's what I mean when I talk about there being a difference between being nice and kind. Being nice is rooted in fear. It's the fear that, you know, we won't be accepted. We do things that are nice. We show up as nice because we worry that, if we're not nice, that we'll get rejected. And so that's why we seek to be nice. But when we're actively seeking to be kind, we still care about other people. We still care about whether other people are getting their needs met, about whether other people feel affirmed and safe and validated, and especially in relationship with us, us whether they feel that way. But by being kind, we're also willing to push through hard things to make sure those things can happen. We're not backing away from difficult conversations because it's too much work or because we're worried we're going to be rejected. We are stepping up and pushing through those things and being vulnerable and being honest because that's the kind thing to do. So don't use these words interchangeably, and especially not with me because I will absolutely challenge you on it. So y'all, I hope this was helpful. I hope that if you're listening to this in real time, that you have a wonderful Thanksgiving week and that if you are listening to this at a different time, that you just have a wonderful whatever week you're in. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you loved it, please take a second to subscribe on your favorite platform, leave a rating or a review, and take a screenshot and share it on social media or with a friend who needs to hear a message like this one. I love the chance to hear from you and connect with you because it gives me the opportunity to remind you that you are worthy, worthy of wholeness and happiness and just good things. So send me the question or the topic that's keeping you up at night or that you just want to hear more about. You can send me a voice memo at anchor.fm slash Aubrey Henderson, and I can actually include any voice memos that you send me in the show, which I think is pretty rad. Or you can send a good old-fashioned written message from my website at aubreyhenderson.com. I'll see you next time, babes.